tell you who's a hard worker, always stirring up trouble in rugby league, is Peter Zorba. Peters, he's on the line. Hey, Zorba. Morning, Bruni. Morning, buddy. Hey, Zorba. Have you been getting stuck into the NRL preseason stories or have you become obsessed with the Big Bash? Well, how good is the Big Bash? It's great. Uh, 400 runs in one match over in Perth for um, for the Sydney Sixers and the Perth Scorchers. Catches from outer space. What about that catch by Jack Edwards, caught and bowled? Wasn't the it? The other night up yeah. there on the Gulf Coast. Unbelievable. The... The reflexes of of the players are unbelievable. Excitement galore. The the BBL has become much washed in the Aussie summer. Sellout crowds in quick time have become the norm as the Sydney Sixers await the winner of tomorrow night's game between Brisbane Heat and Adelaide Strikers. Sudden death are on the Gold Coast. I, I love the number of youngsters in the crowd at matches during the school holidays. It's a real winner for the game. I wonder, though, is it going to be at the detriment of test matches? They really are losing their appeal. It's okay when we play India or yeah. or uh, or England or maybe South Africa, but the rest of it is pretty much rubbish. Over in two and a bit games, the games against the uh, former greats, the West Indies, uh, during the week, it, it's leaving a lot to be desired. But the Big Bash, I never thought it could get as big as it is. Hey, Zorba, two things I'll say about that. The Big Bash in its first few years, unbelievable. Then Cricket Australia got greedy and tried to spread it out and they were getting to a stage where there were too many matches and the final was after kids had gone back to school. They've tightened it up again this year, which I think has brought the magic back. Brody, do you agree? Every game counts. As Zorba yes. mentioned, like yes. every game now, because of the shorter season, if you drop two or three, you're really on the back foot, aren't you, Zorba? Yeah, you are, and um, I suppose we love it in New South Wales because the Sixers are always Good up team. there, like like Perth are. The Scorchers, they um, gee, they folded last night um, with a bat in hand. Awful. And, um, I just wonder. Uh, I wonder now. It's really set up for Sydney, but they aren't at full strength. No, well, that's weird. Where the players bounce in and out. Just on the Test cricket, Zorba. Before we get to rugby league, you know. Look, the crowds in Adelaide were amazing. What, 17,000 turned up for day three when there was going to be like 60 to 90 minutes of cricket. But you know Test cricket's got a problem when people, and I do it myself, when you're cheering for the other team. I'm cheering for the other team to bat well and bowl well so we get a contest. So we get you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I, I, I think it's a terrible shame uh, that it's fallen away in in. in in countries that used to be really strong. I covered the first series um, of that New Look West Indies side back in the 70s when nobody had heard of um, Whispering Death, Mike Hol- Michael Holding or, um, or Vivian, Vivian Richards and, and Roy Fredericks and, and, and players like that who just captured our imagination. The Whispering Death, that just frightens it me. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Wasn't he an athlete? The way he Wasn't ran. He yeah, I, I remember them... Um, trying to find a bed for Joel Garner. I always stayed with the West Indies. I, I liked them, and I wasn't really a specialist cricket writer, but uh, I, I loved because I had to go Sid Barnes, the, the great former Australian batsman from the 1948 Bradman side. I, um, I, I had an easy run watching it, and it was marvellous to see them just take over the... Uh, um, take over the scene in Australia when they first came here. And when they won the first test in Perth, 
uh, they had a meeting. They weren't getting all that much money. They were going to go home. And um, I actually was invited into the meeting uh, while wow. all the other cricket riders were over at Scarborough with the Australian side. And what happened in the meeting? They were saying, look, we're not getting enough money. We're out of here. Yeah, um, that was uh, wow. That was the theme of it. And they got more money and they stayed. Lance Gibbs, the former great spinner, was the uh, yeah. architect of that. He was the world record holder for wickets. I think he broke Fred Truman's world record of 307 and ended up with about 310 wickets. That was the world record at the time. But anyway, we're, do- we're delving off into old age stats of cricket. Let's get to the World Cup Challenge, the Panthers. What do you make of them going over to the UK for this match? Well, it's going to be an eye-opener for them. Uh, they're going to find out, our triple league champions, Penrith, they're going to find out what big sport, really big sport, is all about. Now, the Panthers... They're well off when it comes to support financially. They've got the biggest junior catchment area in, in, in rugby league anywhere. They've got excellent training facilities, a new, uh, uh, a new facility there at Penrith. They've got great fan support. But the champs from Western Sydney will get an inside view of the champions of the English Premier League, the mighty Manchester City, when they prepare for next month's World Club Challenge against the Wigan Warriors. The Panthers will be guests at an Etihad Stadium, Man City versus Chelsea game on February 17. Ooh. They will have constant access to City's £200 million training facility. That's £200 million, their training facility. 16 indoor and 16 outdoor playing field. Can you believe that? The how many? How many? 16 indoor out, 32 alone. 16 indoor and 16 outdoor playing fields. Oh my God. You wouldn't, you'd think that'd take up most of England, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would. <laughs> That's unbelievable. A, that, that, it's it's going to be an eye opener for them. Now, the Panthers will have an opposed session against the Warrington Wolves, where Sam Burgess is making his big time debut as a coach. I think we'll find him back here in Australia. Uh, in a couple of years as a fully-fledged coach. It might not necessarily be with South Sydney, where he played. Um, Penrith had four losses in the World Club Challenge matches. Um, they were done by St Helens last year at home at Penrith um, with a field goal in the final few minutes by, um, by St Helens to win that one. Um, no one is more excited about the trip to Man City than Nathan Cleary, their captain, for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, well, he's gone public with the relationship now. I think in the younger generation, Zorba, once you put it on Insta, it's official. Yeah. Good luck to him anyway. I, <laughs> I, wish, him, I wish him happiness in what he does. He's certainly oh, a me great too. Player. Me too. Uh, Dane, Laurie, Dane Laurie, I'm tipping him to do a Tyrone Peachy. That's an ex-Penrith player leaving for the West Tigers, and, and the West Tigers, you play with dogs, you get fleas. And he returned last year to win a premiership, Tyrone Peachy. Dane Laurie will try and do the same thing. He, I know he was injured a lot of the time last year uh, at the West Tigers, but it was a crying shame why he wasn't used in that side. Uh, he was a talent that they didn't have. They wouldn't pick him. Um, yeah, he was injured a lot of the time, but when he wasn't, he didn't get a look in, but he'll come back a, a much better player under uh, under his old coach, um, uh, Ivan Cleary. 
Now, Zorz, just before we get on to the Australian Open, t- speaking of young players going to Penrith, there's a young fella called Paul Alamotti going from the Bulldogs. Have you seen much of him play? Because he might be another one that Ivan Cleary can just push out of the box like he has for so many of his young guns in the last few years. Yeah, he's um, he's impressed in um, in several games for uh, for the Bulldogs, and that's been hard to do in the last couple of years. He's a real talent, and um, I'm sure they'll bring the best out of him. I mean, they've got so much depth right through their teams, Penrith, that you can't help but improve and improve quickly. And once they get the opportunity coming into that system that, that they've got in the NRL, then players just take a leap forward. We've seen it with so many players in recent times. And you've been all over the Australian Open tennis the last few weeks, I suggest, as well? Yeah. Well, I reckon it just lacks a bit of, um, a, a bit of luck. We don't see many... Uh, new young players coming through, except for uh, the exciting Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Um, but I reckon the coverage has been saved by the women. The women on Nine's coverage of the 2024 AO have been outstanding in their presentation, much better than their dull, predictable men co-hosts. Roz Kelly, Casey Delacqua, Danica Mason, Yelena Dokic, Sam Stoza, they've all been excellent. So far, um, and Alicia Mollick, I should have mentioned her as well, much better than the men, headed up by the US imports, Jim Courier, I can cop Jim, the ever-annoying John McEnroe. Uh, It's time for a toilet break for me when McEnroe takes the mic. I can't believe he shows a lack of real interest or preparation in young and -and up-and-coming players. He doesn't know a lot about them. But Uh, he says it on air. Yeah, he exactly. says I don't know anything about this bloke. No, I mean his voice, <laughs> his voice is grating. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. He annoyed me as a player, um, and he's, he, albeit a great, great player, uh, but he's a more annoying as a commentator. Uh, used by day up, in my view. Um, one male introduction that's pleasing. I've been a fan of this bloke for uh, a long time. I'd be interested to get your view, Brini, um, and and yours, Brody, on. Um, on um, Brenton Speed. I think every sport he covers, he does a good job. Not over the top, just very professional, entertaining, good voice. He's going to be a plus for them in the um, in the Olympic Games in Paris, where I'm sure he's going to be part of their team. I don't reckon that in Australia at the moment, there is a better all-round commentator who can handle any sport. He can handle competently... AFL, rugby league, rugby union, soccer. football slash soccer. Yeah, yeah. You could say, mate, you're doing the rowing at the Olympics or you're doing the taekwondo or I need you to do the badminton or whatever. He can handle – to be able to go on a Saturday night, ball-by-ball radio commentary or TV commentary, NRL match, Sunday afternoon AFL match, that's a rare skill, Zorba. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't see Channel 9's rugby league coverage is all that good. I mean, speed would be my number one there, um, without a doubt, if I was in charge of sport at, uh, at 9. They need a lift, uh, their rugby league coverage. They've got so much deadwood just because they want a few Queenslanders on who really are hopeless. Now, in regards to the NRL, Zorba, we'll jump across league. Speed, of course, will be part of the uh, Channel 9's NRL commentary again this year. We've had just the one rule change, which has been rare for the last few years. There's usually been a heap. 
Now, regards to the change means teams will no longer cop a penalty when a kick restart fails to go 10 metres or goes out on the full. Instead, the team receiving the ball will get a play the ball 10 metres out from the try line and 10 metres in from touch. What's your read on the change there? Well, I, I can't see where it's going to benefit greatly. Teams will now, as you say, get a set restart 10 metres from where the kick takes place. My view is that it's a negative play. Teams will simply drive a low kick towards touch and cop the restart if it doesn't come off. The good teams, particularly on their goal line, will rely on their defence. They don't have to go back um, a big distance. You only go back a few metres on your own goal line. Um, and I think that they'll be able to defend that, the good teams. So I think what we're going to see is going to be predictable. If we're going to see a low drive, hoping that there's a knock-on or the ball does go in touch over the 10-metre line or else you see the, uh, the play the ball and they'll back their defensive to, um, to be able to hold them out. So I, I don't really see where it's an advantage to the fans in any way. So, so I've just got to clarify it in my mind, Zorba. So this is from a goal line dropout, yes? And from a kickoff. And from a kickoff. Yes. So where, play. where do I get the play? That, say I, I have a, a real crack at it and it goes out on the full about 30 metres out from my line. Where does the other team play the ball? 10 metres out. 10 metres out from the line, try line, 10 metres in from touch. So basically where you take a tap when you kick it out in regards to yeah, the penalty. Not 30 metres out, 10 metres out. 10 metres out. Yeah. But teams love defending on their line. Zorba. They, they do. And, and I think that's the point that Maybe the NRL have missed you on, on this. I, um, I can't see a lot of changes taking place, except we're going to get sick of that. The kickoffs are going to be just a low drive. I think Zorba's spot on because Penrith have been the best defensive team by the length of Flemington Strait the last three years, and that's why they've won three premierships. Could you imagine breaking that defence once they get even more stabilised? They give away the 10-metre play the ball or the 10-metre start. You're running up against a genuine set Penrith defence that have had a 45-second yeah, break. They love defending on That's why they would happily give away the, the penalty near their line. The kickoff, Zorba, I don't like because don't we like the kickoff that goes downtown, the winger or the fullback catches it and gives it to a front rower who runs full pelt into the defence? Well, that's a good point you, you raised, Bruni. I reckon they've thrown this in because if there was one collision in the game that they want to get rid of... Is that one? Big, it's a big front rower okay. coming onto a pass from a from somebody who takes the ball on the full yep. from the kickoff. Um, we saw it all those years ago with um, uh, with Mark Carroll and um, and the Chief Paul Harrigan, and it's been going on in the game. Fans like it, but it is dangerous, and, yeah. um, and I reckon if they can get that out of the game, that's a good thing uh, for player welfare. Um, this is a 20th tweak to the rules in five years. Yeah, so, right. Is it too much? Oh, I think so. I think people are, um, are sick of rule changes. Um, I, I'm, I'd like to see some rule changes on forward passes and something introduced there and less going to the bunker. Um, I think that's what the fans really want rather than these piddling little ones that um, they, they introduce from time to time. Boys, we had a bit of success last week with um, the announcement that Lucas Herbert whose name escaped me for a moment. Yeah. You, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Team Ripper is now all Aussie again with Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Matt Jones and Lucas Herbert. Watch out. Get on them to win 
uh, several of the um, the team events, which is a big winner for Liv Golf, and he's a good player, Lucas Herbert. Yeah, he goes to Liv Golf, and look, Liv's just got to get it, get itself some mainstream television coverage because I have to say, Zorba, the start of the season for the PGA Tour has been flat as a pancake. Yeah, I want to see I want to see John Rahm in all of my tournaments. Yeah. And he's now at Liv. That's a massive coup for them. Yeah. I think the whole thing's going to crumble around the PGA. It can't go any other way. Um, the best players are the players that fans want to see. And the best player um, in anyone's eyes in the world now is John Rahm. Yeah, for sure. And certain. Hey, good on you, Zorba. Thanks for firing up again for us today. Next week, Ray and Bulldog Richie, your old sparring partner, they'll be back for the start of a new year. And one thing you can count of, there will not be a hair out of place when uh, <laughs> when Ray Thomas arrives arrives at Trenton's Forest Studios of um, Sky Sports Radio. Uh, boy, he he just never misses out, Raymond. I don't know how much gossamer he uses. I don't. I don't reckon he puts his head on a pillow. No, or, or he sleeps his head in the air. Or... No, he's not. He's got the best flat top going around. <laughs> He'd almost have to sleep up, uh, sleep Sit upside up right. seat. I know. Now, Zors, before you go, very quickly, Barini, I want you this as well. What? Bozo from Brisbane loves Parramatta. He wants both of your thoughts very quickly before oh. Zorba goes on their chance of the Eels this year. Okay, Zorba, quickly, your thoughts on Para? Slippery dip, slide down um, <laughs> around about fifth or sixth. Okay, okay, well... Well, they made the grand final. Then they didn't make the final. It was all weird. There, there was an interview uh, with Brad Arthur in the paper today with Paul Crawley, and he was asked early in the interview about, oh, you know, you made the grand final, then you missed the top eight. And and Arthur, he says, oh, I have to have this conversation because it can't be avoided, but you know, because he doesn't want to talk about it. But he said, I will. Zorba, he said, he said in there there were changes, players moving. But we had players missing through suspensions that were unnecessary. He said said some are unavoidable, but he said there's 10 weeks that could have been and should have been avoided. He's talking about suspension. We made some silly decisions as a club. I don't want to highlight those. We all know, but that really hurt the club. He's talking about Ryan Madison, isn't he? There he is. And, and, and I thought that, uh, look, I think he's a great coach. Um, I don't know whether they've got the side. They've relied on the big pack of forwards, uh, and I think their backs have wet them down a bit, other than um, Mike Seaver at the back, and Mitchell Moses has done well. I think I think the young 5'8 needs to step up a little bit more. He has got the all the attributes to be a yes. great player. He went through that off-field drama. I think he'd be better for it. Um, but I still think their, their time is gone. Um, they've had their good roster. They don't have that great roster anymore. Um, when I said they'll go down, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they miss the eight. Yeah. Okay. Good on you, Zorba. We'll see you next week. See you, boys.